Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's time for a national look inside the NFL with a guy who still has KC barbecue running through his veins. I babied a pork butt. He left in 07, but due to a technicality found in his contract, he's back as our NFL insider. I am broken! He brought you the cover three. His one big thing, a whiz wagon, a weather robot, and he loves ribs. He sucked the meat right off the bone. Live from New York City, it's the captain of the mothership. His mother named him Damon, but we call him D.A. Someone who can't be trusted in Las Vegas for sure. A D.A. Yeah. Mad Dog Sports Radio and 610 Sports alum joining us. Good morning, D.A. Scratching Utah off of my bucket list. Okay. Um, I will say so- the five national parks we did one summer are fantastic, but the only way to get a cocktail out there was to buy food, and they had cookies for sale, and that counted as a meal. So you can- or, or a yeah, membership. No, right. Those- Memberships, too. I have been to those monuments, and they're outrageous. You know, it's interesting, though, guys. I think you've missed a a relatively big story. There is an incident that happened involving a player. This was from a Las Vegas gossip site that tweeted last night that a player had a run-in, an active player on one of these two teams, didn't specify which team or what player, had a run-in with a coyote at Lake, Lake Las Vegas. So there has been an incident. We cannot trust these teams in Vegas. We have to move this game out. It's too dangerous. There's too much wildlife in Las Vegas. Uh, it's unbelievable, though. Like, with, with both Boomer Esiason and Joe Buck putting on their old man Sanzibelt slacks and wading down to the tapioca pudding and sitting at the buffet at the John Knox Village, it's like, what, what are you guys doing? Like, it's it's time to expand and move on. They're more and, likely to get in trouble in New York. I mean, seriously, yeah. Or L.A., probably. Well, Way, way more likely to get in trouble on on Bourbon Street. Oh, that too. Or in South Beach in Miami. Yeah, there's a couple of things at play here. I mean, there's always been this concept of big, bad Las Vegas, and people would just go crazy if they were ever there, and players wouldn't know what to do with themselves if they were there. And as you just mentioned, Fesco, like the stuff about Las Vegas, there's legalized gambling a lot of places. There's gambling on your app most states there's casinos a million different places and while vegas certainly is still the hub of all that that part of things is not unique to las vegas anymore also in terms of a party city there's plenty of other party cities that we've held super bowls in namely as we just said new orleans miami los angeles etc and then thirdly we we have to understand we live in a day and age where the renegade Raiders of the 70s or crazy guys like LT of the 80s, that doesn't really happen anymore because of the, the proliferance of, of 
social media. Right. You know, the fact that we know, perhaps, maybe, that somebody had a run-in with a coyote last night tells you that you're not – none of these guys think they're going to get away with anything. It's just not – that's not in their purview anymore. It's, it's, it's a different world. These guys think about it a different way. It doesn't mean that there's not some crazy stuff that happens, but it's – you know, Eugene Robinson picking up a hooker the night before the Super Bowl is just not going to happen in today's day and age because everybody's wondering, right. does the person you, you talk to have the text that will screenshot or have the cell phone with a video of you or the receipt that they're going to send out on Twitter – like just the worry about that type of stuff is always misplaced from, as you just said, a generation of people that didn't grow up with that. These 20 somethings, they're just not getting into that type of nonsense. anymore. now Kadarius Tony goes to Instagram live, right? That's just a self-inflicted wound. That's not because of Vegas being some big, bad wolf. No, that's just him being not smart. Uh, and they can't gamble and they can't go to casinos right. anyway, anyway. So all yeah. season long. So why would, why would now be any different? I mean, and people forget too. DA years ago, Barrett Robbins went to Tijuana. I don't know that he came back. I mean, that was a San Diego Super Bowl. So if we want to start talking about, you know, having the Super Bowl in cities where, you know, Know, there, there's nothing going on then salt lake it is baby and cling just brings up a really good point there's a team that plays here every weekend yeah right <laughs> like it's not like they drop the super bowl into a city that doesn't have an nfl team so it makes for good copy the drama what's going to happen somebody's going to get into trouble but i i just don't i don't think these guys are wired that way anymore. I think it's a totally different breed of athlete, and they're used to going to Las Vegas because the Chiefs are there every year for a Raider game. Yeah, you're right about that, and and, and you're right about the generation too. The you know the the Joe Bucks and and Boomer Esiason's of the world didn't grow up where everything was recorded and everything was taped, and there was a record of everything. You can't get away with anything anymore, and, and for the most part, guys are not going to jeopardize their careers. <laughs> not, you know? even, not even Vegas will protect you from that anymore. Yeah, right, yeah. Protect everybody <laughs> from everything. Uh, Da, why do you think the Chiefs are still the underdog in this one? Well, this was our top topic today on the show because it's it's very peculiar. You know, I assumed, I'm sure like you guys, that maybe the line would open up as the Niners' favorite, but enough money would come in on the Chiefs that it would slide the line. And I think the fact that it's not means either, A, they're either expecting or have already gotten plenty of San Francisco money, maybe from a fan base that's closer to Las Vegas, will travel easy, you know, that's a – 30-minute flight for some. That's a drive for some Niners fans if you're in Southern California. So maybe they just are seeing a lot of public money coming, although the numbers would suggest otherwise, that most people are betting on the Chiefs plus the points. I think the other thing just has to be the books are protecting themselves against the Niners, who they feel are just simply more talented and have not played a full football game yet in the postseason and that the law of averages says they eventually will. I mean, the Niners, when they finally got their stuff together against the Packers, pulled away. The second half, when they finally got their stuff pulled together, you know, pulled away from the from the Lions. But when they see, we've seen them at their best, you know, they were able to just pummel teams, you know. But I don't know if you can assume that if they haven't done it prior to this. And I'll go back to Christmas. I hated the way that they played against the Ravens. Hated the way that they played, and people seem to forget that that was supposed to be a Super Bowl matchup, and the Niners fell flat, and Brock Purdy fell flat. So I, if it's a football thing, it's simply the assumption that all of that talent on the Niners has to end up playing together at some point for a full 60 in the postseason. 
Talk with D.A. here on 610 Sports Radio. And if the Niners do win this game, D.A., what will they have done to beat the Chiefs? They would have blocked the blitz. And that's, to me, this ultimate cat-and-mouse game that is not getting nearly enough play. It's, of course, Mahomes, of course, Mahomes, of course, Mahomes, and that's fine. But this is all about Spags' blitz against the Niners' offense that does not handle the blitz well. And Brock Purdy, who, when he has been under duress, has melted. He melted in the first half against the Lions. He melted in the first three quarters against the Packers. He melted the entire night against the Ravens. And this is not some type of Brock Purdy slander. It's just the reality. You know, he, yes, he's nimble. Yes, he's agile. But Spags' blitz packages are going to be unlike anything that he's seen. And I don't trust that the Niners can pick it up. If the Niners can't, and they've got Purdy in a blender, Mahomes is going to find a way to win. Now, if they pick up the, the Chiefs' blitz, they're going to put up too many points for the Chiefs to, to counter. Because just we know from watching this version of the Chiefs, they're not built to score 31 to 34 points. And if, if they give Purdy time, and they have all of their weapons, and, and Kyle Shanahan can get into his play-calling rhythm, they can just put up enough points on the board to where even Shanahan can't blow it. But this is all about picking up the blitz, and... This, that is the chess match that is a heavy advantage in terms of Spags and the Chiefs because Spags' designs, I think, are going to be really hard to pick up, and the Chiefs' secondary is really good on the back end if even your pass rushers don't get there. You mentioned that the Chiefs aren't built to score. Also, the Chiefs' defense isn't built to give up 31 to 34, right? I mean, so they haven't, they haven't done that done that all year, so... If they don't hold up their end of the bargain in this one, then, yeah, regular season's almost like for not. I mean, this is to me is about the defense. Uh, this is a defense that's played awesome all season long, and now they get to prove it in the, in, the, in the finale. And it would be very poetic if the story of the 2023 Kansas City Chiefs is actually their defense, that they'll never historically get great credit for that unless you are the – the steel curtain or the 85 bears, or the 2000 Ravens, these kind of like legacy defenses, you never get the credit for the championship, but you're right. Kling. I mean, you can't watch this team this year and not say the MVP goes to the 11 on defense for keeping them in close games for shutting out, you know, the Ravens, the way that they did last, last weekend, the way that they helped shut down or discombobulate Josh Allen enough the way that they completely shut down the, the offense of the Dolphins, the way that they've, they, have, they have held their end of the bargain the entire year without hanging their head or pointing the fingers when things were not good on offense. And they might do it again on Sunday and still not get the credit because Mahomes and Andy Reid suck up so much oxygen in the room. But they're, they're the whole key to this thing. Well, I said earlier in the show, we kind of started with this today, I think Steve Spagnolo is the most important figure in – the game on Sunday because this is a guy that people forget shut down Tom Brady, shut down Aaron Rodgers, shut down Josh Allen a couple of times, shut down Joe Burrow, shut down Lamar Jackson. I mean, find me a defensive coordinator with a resume like that. I think he is the most important figure in this game. He is because if his, whatever that, that mind cooks up Mm -hmm. again, is able to, 
is able to throw off disorient Shanahan's play calling. I mean, Shanahan is one of the great play callers of the game. And when the Niners get into that rhythm and they're able to spread the football and here's your jet sweep to Debo and here's your slant to, to Ayuk and here's your seam pass to Kittle and you're just – now you dump it out of the backfield to McCaffrey and McCaffrey takes a, a, a run or whatever – there is so much to defend. There's a lot of motion. You're getting thrown off your spots. You're out of rhythm, and they're in rhythm. Man, they just carve you up. But Spags is, I mean, his, his calling cards have been in all those huge games, defenses that were able to get to the passer and disrupt that rhythm. All of those big wins that, that you just talked about, he's been able to do. So now it's not Josh Allen, and it's not, you know, uh, Tom Brady, and it's not Lamar Jackson, it's Brock Purdy. I mean, I would be surprised if Spagnuolo can't throw Brock Purdy off of his game. And so he becomes the most important figure because if the Niners, let's just say they have a slow start to this game like they did in in the first two playoff games, they're toast. There's no way they're going to come back from double digits against this Chiefs defense. So this is all about that chess match early. And if the Niners come out sluggish, and allow Mahomes and company to put up a couple of scores, they're not going to come back against this Chiefs D. It's just such a much better defense than either the Lions or the Packers produced in the playoffs. All right, DA, can we get your pick? Brought to you by uh, Spice and Foods. Yeah, I like the Chiefs. I mean, I I, I like the Chiefs. I'd call it like 26-20, something like that. I don't think it's a runaway, but I also, I do believe that we're going to see Purdy and the offensive line struggle with the blitz i think you you give spags two weeks this defensive line that secondary and the knowledge again you look at the analytics the niners do not play well against the blitz i think he's going to figure out a way to disrupt what the niners do and i think the chiefs walk away with another lombardi there you go I like where you're going all right enjoy you're going to be out there for uh, for a couple days doing your show on mad dog sports radio so as a boomer would say you know don't don't give in to anything. Right? Stay away from the legalized gambling and legalized alcohol. You don't have to worry about me. We're booking both Randy Mosses in our show. Nice, so I love it. <laughs> nice, well That's done. Fantastic. Thanks, DA. <laughs> All right, see you guys. Six Ten Sports alum DA Mad Dog Sports Radio joining us uh, today. Brought to you by Spice and Foods, the official sauces of the Kansas City Chiefs. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.